Okay, so I think I'm just going to... Just carry on. Have we started? What, what? I'll just let you intro when you're ready. We, we need a cold open. So we, gotta, just, we have to talk nonsense for the... We just did. I didn't record any of that. Oh, fucking <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> There's a cold open. It's meandering movies listening to Gary Ryan and Gavin. It's all about films, but goes off course. Will there be arguments? Of course, because everyone knows their lives are dull and they have nothing else to talk about. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Meandering Movie Podcast. We're into the Season second, two. second week of our movies of the decade. We've gone back over the last 10 years, 2000. Well, nine years, technically. 2000 up to 2019. Um, and we are picking our 10 best movies of the decade. If you want to hear my 10 best, you can go back an episode, listen to last week's. So it will be episode one of season two or episode 53. We still haven't decided. We're recording it back to back. Um, and you can find out what I liked. There was a little bit of crossover between me and Ryan. So we'll, we'll touch a little bit on them, but we won't go too far. But before we do start the episode, I have a very quick question. If you are a member of a band and the, <laughs> lead, and the lead man leaves the band, is that the band done? Like if Dave Grohl left Foo Fighters, are the Foo Fighters no more? Who knows? Send, no. me, send me your answers. They're still the Foo Fighters. Radio I don't think they are. Audio Slaves are good. A good yeah. An interesting one. Because like, Sad Della Rocha left Rage Against the Machine Chris Cornell joined, but they were Audio Slave and not Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, see? But I think, I know what the answer is. What's the answer? So, if the new band with their new person Mm -hmm. intends to play old songs, then they continue as the old band. Yeah. Whereas if they would like to write new albums and new material from scratch, then they'll rename themselves. I remember when Brandon Flowers left The Killers and he released a solo album, but it just sounded like a Killers album. And I thought, what the fuck is, what was was the point point of that? The day you realised that Brandon Flowers did the bulk of the work. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Um, So yeah, I think on that, without further ado, if you want to send me what you think about that, just send us a message on whatever you want. Also, how can you send us a message, Kev? uh, Well, I was going to, before I tell you how to send us a message, (laughs) I was going to say, we are looking for your three best movies of the decade and your one worst movie of the decade and we would like you to send those to us because we're going to do our three episodes with uh, Gary, myself and Ryan getting our individual ones. Mine. But yes, uh, and people loved it. It went over well. <laughs> uh, so I've been told, the best of the year. The best, of the, best episode of the year. We're never going to top it but we're going to try. Uh, but we're going to do an episode dedicated to you, the listeners, the people that we love Absolutely. and the people that keep me going. Thanks, love you. Uh, so send us your three best films, your one worst film to any of our social medias, uh, Twitter, the don't send it to my personal social media. Get fucking away, you <laughs> okay. creeps. You have, you have 10 years to, to, to pick from. <laughs> yeah. So there must be three films you liked in 10 years. Yes, and sure. one you didn't like. And Probably a lot like. you didn't like. And uh, if you want to just go back and listen to previous episodes and any film that Gavin has shat on and, and it makes him angry, if you want to pretend that's your favourite film. If anyone fucking says that Green Book or Bohemian Rhapsody is one of their best of the smart. I'm like, I'll give up on that one. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if you jump over to our Twitter, that's at MeanderingPod, uh, you can send us a message there, or you can go to our Facebook or Instagram, just search for Meandering Movie Podcast, and we've got an email, MeanderingMoviePodcast at gmail.com. If you've got an iPod, or you're on Spotify, they're all in the descriptions, 
down below. You can just hit those little links and send us. Just thought we'd mix it up. Did you put all that shit at the beginning of the episode for once? But I'm going to do it again at the end. Just because. Let's be honest. No one listens to the end of our episode. <laughs> that's, that's because of that's when. Yeah, I, we fucking got you, bitches. Now you've heard how to get in touch with us. Uh, yeah. So just make sure. Yes, yeah, this is usually what happens at the end. <laughs> um, this I, is not the end. I am Gary. Uh, I am the sustenance in your ears, Gavin. That's a good one. Thank finally, you. Really makes sense, thank you. Sure, just let it happen. <laughs> so he said it was him, good. Let so let's slide. Let's pretend let it, it was good for once. And today's episode is going to be. Wait, he didn't taken, get to say his name. I'm fucking doing his intro. You fucking moron. Oh, okay. <laughs> today's episode is going to be led by the main man himself. His ten best films of the last ten years. It is the one and only Skittles. Get to know the rainbow. Let's <laughs> <laughs> fucking do it. Are you doing the same as me? I, I, we crossed over. So you said you're going to do we're going to briefly Wait, I'm, I'm touch gonna, I'll just talk about I'll talk about the two that we crossed over with yep. and then and then I'll carry on cool this is essentially because Gary's ruined it it's my talk sorry no, I'm kidding, on, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so the I mean it says one, a lot about these two films sorry I've stepped on you already it says a lot about these, <laughs> these two films that they were on t- <laughs> we, we agreed at the end of the last episode that we were far too nice and I feel like it's like we broke the dam already <laughs> I'm just yeah. let's just be a little bit more prickholish to each uh, other that both of you have both these films on your list. Yeah. There's a lot about them being a favourite of the decade, and maybe people should definitely go check them out. What are those films, Ryan? So I let Gary talk about most of his films and just let him let him run. But I got involved when he mentioned these ones. So if you want to go back and hear what I thought about my first two films, so uh, also like Gary, this is in no particular order. But the last three films I will mention are my to- favourite films. Creme of, of, creme of, of the creme, top of the board, top the, of the top. The, just now. Yeah. Not just a decade. Yeah. It just so happened that yeah, and I think actually three of my favourite films in the world have come out in the last decade. <laughs> so that's quite handy. For Avengers this. Endgame, Avengers Infinity War, and Spider-Man Far From Home. I didn't mind Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> just Endgame was the problem. Fucking no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so the first film is Ex Machina, which we talked about. Directed um, by Alex Garland, starring Oscar Isaac, Donut Gleason, and Alicia Vikander. And one day, either Gary or Gav is going to say... Doll Gleason's name, right? Donna Gleason. Domino Gleason. Okay. What is it? It's just Doll, I think. Doll. Shout out to his dad, Brendan Gleason, much better actor. Wish we saw him in more stuff. If you, not- you're going to say his name correctly, it's Brad. It's Brad Gleason. <laughs> Brad Gleason and Donna Gleason. Gleason, Donna Gleason, or Doll and their mum, Fairy Cake Gleason. Gleason. <laughs> no one knows. And their family friend, Liam Neeson Gleason. <laughs> 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 what is it about rhyming names that's so fucking funny? What was yeah. the one that got used? Was it, uh, uh, Karif. Karif. No, Shalouf. Labouf. Shalouf. 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 So yeah, X Machina. My funniest moment on the podcast. <laughs> so far. So far. Yeah, uh, also starring Oscar Isaacs. With his brother, Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> what? We forgot about uh, Doll Gleason's brother who always has a big woolly jack on. <laughs> Fleeson Gleason. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, X Machina. Um, if you've not seen it, absolutely go and watch it. I'm pretty sure it's an easy one to get hold of. On, on Netflix. Netflix. Um, if you want to hear what I had to say about it, I chip in a fair bit in Gary's episode. Uh, the other episode, that the other film that Gary mentioned was A Ghost Story. Mm. Again. Directed he, by he David Lowry. Starring a lot, lot of gushing, Casey Affleck yeah. and Rooney Mara. Stories, so go for that. I'm going to get eight out of the way pretty fast as well because it's the last black man in San Francisco, which we talked about. I did a big chat about that yeah. on our on our favorite of the episode year, so 52 we're, of season one. We're not going to get super involved in that, 
Um, I am it's becoming more apparent to me that I'm going to have to talk quite a bit of shit because I'm already down to seven films and we've recorded <laughs> for ten minutes. <laughs> but it's okay because I'm sure Gavin's going to have something ridiculously wild. I know. To the, see thing, the thing is, we need a kind sports. of shorter one to sandwich in between my like. Our, my one's quite long. We talked a lot, and we need a short one now because the next one's going to be how, how what three hours, Gavin? Three hours. Honestly, fucking like, I'm getting a Magna Carta. <laughs> well, you, you, guys, you guys can't see him, but he's grinning because he fucking knows. He fucking knows we're right, and he's going to talk for the first ten minutes. Is Gavin going to be saying the ridiculously wank title of his first? Film. <laughs> <laughs> the incredibly beautiful and powerful movie that I watched one night made me cry visceral <laughs> I'm sorry that I just had to write out a 25 page dossier on the first film and then I'll work on the other ones in between time Man, I you've picked Green Book oh god I wish what so, a masterpiece of shit if you troll us with just a bunch of nonsense films I'll be so proud of you oh I should have done that I might do that Tim Burton's Dumbo I'm kidding on <laughs> <laughs> no because I would have gone up in flames uh, number 7 is The Florida Project Oh okay. cool, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. It's like people that have films I get to talk about. I, I, I haven't seen this. Uh, oh, I don't know. He, I know he did Tangerine, his previous film. He shot that on an Tangerine. iPhone. Tangerine. <laughs> Tangerine. Shot it on an iPhone four. Oh, uh, yeah, I know that guy. I don't know. I, I know. You met him at the local Greg's. Yeah, he was getting a steak bake, a vegan one. No, I I know the. I actually know that director. I, I don't know any of his other films. I think they're all similarly well, extremely beautiful like the Florida Project was. It stars Bria Vinette in her, I think... Yep, her debut. Only, her debut and maybe currently only film. Uh, Sean Baker is the director. Brooklyn Prince, who is hopefully going to continue her actor career because yeah. she is such an amazing little actor in that film. She's I mean, really she, she leads the film, she which is insane. Film. Uh, and then for a nice little bit of buffness in the background while I'm the the big man himself the chief yeah scaring away pedos <laughs> aka the, my favourite scene in the film what's her uh, the, the woman you said before Gina or Bria Bria v- Vianette she was like an Instagram model she's, she's yeah she's like an, uh, from LA I believe um, kind of classic sort of Instagram yeah and then I think this guy she's got a, like a got a role yeah and he was she. like I really well, she plays like a a young single mum and they live in a a, ho- a motel complex with her, with her daughter and that's where they live in. It's kind of on the doorstep of Disney World or Disneyland? Yeah, super close to Disney World and like right, that's okay. a kind of, there's a, the film isn't actually about anything. Mm-hmm. It sort of features these characters. The main characters is, is this woman and her daughter and Willem Dafoe is like the handyman kind of owner of the, the motel and there's all different activities going on but the film is essentially, I can't remember the exact number, I think someone did calculate it up but it's, short short scenes or short instances or short films regarding the goings on over I think a year right. in, in this motel complex and what this woman and her daughter do and there's a really great scene when it's just her daughter and her friends and you get this nice insight into like the children's world of them exploring but it's also about the struggles of like they have absolutely no money and yeah. um, she has to become a sex worker for part of the film and things like that. It's, it's a a really it's a heart warmer and a heartbreaker all yeah. at the same time it's yeah. really tight but really beautiful it's They're really well ones. shot can you get that anywhere at the moment uh, I think Prime it's on Amazon Prime I think it's, is it? it's on Prime yeah it's it's worth a watch um, well it's one of your best of 10 whole years yes, absolutely. it's more than worth a watch right I would absolutely sit down and give it a try there's also the kind of 
brilliant juxtaposition of the film where it's like you have these little kids living in this motel they have no money their mum's a drug addict and maybe a prostitute probably is definitely a prostitute she, they're surrounded by sex danger. worker is the term. sex worker surrounded by da- there's, there's the one scene where like uh, the, the old man the pedophile just kind of wanders over the kids yeah, and that's, stuff yeah that's great a guy comes over and he's like uh, you know talking to the kids and stuff and he's clearly dodgy and you just get to watch Willem Dafoe just, just put him sort in this guy out <laughs> but it's the idea of just like you have all this going on and then literally not literally cross the road but like more or less the mm. idea of across the road Disneyland is supposed to be the happiest place yeah. on earth yeah. for kids where they get to go and they get to see their favourite characters and they get to go on all the rides but it's like just outside of that is pure like poverty, poverty absolutely. to mm-hmm. a level that's shameful yeah. and I the film when, when focus on that is brilliant not America or maybe even loads of parts of America you think about Florida like the fact Florida's in the title you're like ah blue seas you know doing backflips with dolphins and <laughs> Mickey Mouse and stuff and you yeah. realise that there's quite a bit of probably most places that are idolised in the world that are full of direct poverty and have these kind of characters in them so it's yeah, a really nice totally. film I, I also think it's a it's a pretty short one as films go as well it's just a okay. nice easy, but, uh, easy watch with lots of, it's a big thinker as well. there is some bad news here Ryan which is when I went to see the film uh, the three women in whose were older women were sitting in front of me when the film ended stood up and their entire opinion of the film was well that was fucking shite Janice <laughs> and then they walked out so I guess it's not one of the best films of the decade for Janice <laughs> or for her friends so that's uh, friends uh, Susan and Julie <laughs> just like okay uh, so if they're film, listening uh, maybe don't check that one out because you don't like it my next film on the list is probably the one that Gav's going to get me a right for. And fair play... There has to be one on each of our not, lists. It's not an amazing film. <laughs> to be fair, I'll only give you like a mini row. You do only give me a mini row. I might even tell you who directed it first just to see what you <laughs> do. <laughs> what is it? It's. I just really love it and it really makes me feel nice. It was directed by Richard Curtis. Oh, God. <laughs> is it love actually? No, it's not. It's about time. Okay, well, see, I can't give you a row for it because I've never seen it. This With, is... Wait... This it, isn't it features, the pedo uh, one. This is the this is Donut Gleason and uh, it features Doobly Boobly Boobly Gleason <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Rachel McAdams. This isn't the pedo one. What that was the time traveler's wife. That's it would be funny if wife, most yeah. of Gary, most of Ryan's films just had pedo scenes in them. Telling us something, right? Yeah. Uh, no, it's not the pedo one. Okay. Um, so yeah, and he. Um, That's on Prime gonna, as well. I think it's Netflix. on Netflix. On Netflix. Netflix. Um, I'm gonna. It's on my watch list. I'm gonna spoil probably all my films. Okay. I guess I don't need to watch it. I'm not, not going to spoil it. And it's just like, a, it's a total Richard Curtis movie. It's a love film yeah. all the way through. It's but sickening, it's but also kind of lovely yeah. at the same time. But it has a, I actually, we, we said at the start that I didn't have any sci-fi films. Yeah. And this is not a sci-fi film, but it's got a time travel aspect. Yeah, it's got a but sci-fi it's element to it. time travel to the fact that it, it impacts the film so little. <laughs> like it's not used as like the base for the entire film yeah like it's just it's such a small thing and it's like his dad is Bill Nye Bill Nye's a great character and I'm pretty sure Richard Curtis has phoned Bill Nye he's like look Richard I'm actually quite sick of you I'll do it but I'm putting no effort in I'm just gonna play myself <laughs> and Richard Curtis is like yeah fine yeah that's good um, for me it's about this boy called Tim and he lives in Cornwall with his mum can't remember who his mum is, but there's a scene in the film where his mum gets compared to Andy Warhol, and she really does fucking. Miss <laughs> Andy I can't remember the actress's name. Uh, God love her. And his dad takes him into a room and tells him that you know you can go in time, but you can only travel back in time to places you've been. Like you can't like kill Hitler. Yeah. Um. You just have to stand in a cupboard and think about the time. 
Stand in a cupboard. That's yeah, the or a, a dark room or something. Too. <laughs> it's, it's quite a ridiculous aspect, but it's basically just a film about how he meets a girl from America in London and they fall in love, and it's really nice. That it's really good. heartwarming, but it's also got some sad bits, and it's just like it goes through his whole life, and it's about what going back in time sort of teaches him. Yeah, and eventually at the end of the film, he actually just stops going back in time and learning the beauty of just having a day. Yeah, and never getting it back. Just spending time in the moment. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what the whole film's about. Oh. Well, I was going to say with about time, having never seen it, uh-huh. knowing it's a Richard Curtis film and everything you've just said, I do want to watch the film. Audio Boy has uh, many times expressed that I should check out the film. Here's what I know about about time: is because it's a Richard Curtis film, and with everything you just said, I'm either going to absolutely fucking love it. Or I'm gonna absolutely fucking hate it, <laughs> and there will not be any in, in between. I, I know quite, that's for a fact. Though, no, we know I confidently say it's Richard Curtis's best film. Interesting. Obviously, I don't think Love Actually counts because it's a Christmas film. Yeah. I don't think you can include Christmas films in your your shit. <laughs> but I think it's Richard Curtis's best film. Okay, interesting. Which what else has Richard Curtis done? Yeah, about a boy. That's good. Four weddings and a funeral. That's good. Uh, Notting Hill. Is that him? Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> you just both, just, just both made the exact same face that annoys to each other. I actually just said really wank English films. I'm not sure if Richard Curse did this. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure because um, he's got Hugh Grant and they them. all feel the exact he did same. Four so. Weddings, Notting Hill, The Boat That Rocked. Yesterday. He did The Boat That Rocked. Fucking you yesterday. Love yesterday. Oh, yesterday. He didn't do About a Boy. Oh, okay. Which probably would have actually was the only one I said, which I was like, fuck, that is probably better than About Time. He didn't direct it, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah I but you made a correct statement. Those all sound like the they all, those are all the same <laughs> film. Nothing held for Wednesday Funeral yesterday. It's just like uh, about a boy's pretty similar. Love actually. Sure, it's got Hugh Grant in it. Just a man bumbling yeah, Hugh Grant's through not life, in it, which is a big one for me. It's a big up. You get That's Bill Nye instead. Bill Nye is a good one. It's good. Always good to have him. Turn Bill Nye's up. Bill good. And yeah, it's, I'd absolutely check it out. Gav. Lindsay something played the mum. Right. Next film. Andy Warhol. Uh, I'm now on film number five, I believe. Yeah. Wait a minute. Cause, cause, wait a minute. I've got these written down in order, but I had to change the order because you said some of the films. You prick. I'm sorry. I couldn't help okay. it. So the next film is The Killing of the Sacred Deer. Our first Yogos Lanthimoth film. That's Yogos the director Lanthimoth. of the film. And it was really hard be- to pick between that and The Lobster. And I knew that I wasn't oh, going to have cool. both. Lobster was close to being on my list. Yeah. I haven't seen Killing of the Sacred Deer, but Lobster was very close to hitting my top ten. And I didn't know I was not going to have both because of Gav's weird fucking internal No, that was a, a rule I put upon myself. I didn't give you any restrictions anyway. I actually, I think the reason I picked this is I, I really prefer Colin Farrell as a antagonist and a protagonist. Mm-hmm. He's not a particularly good person in either film. Yeah. yeah. But he's there's just something about the acting. Everyone in The Killing of the Sacred Deer is so wooden and I, I can't describe it as... You can't, like, so the best thing about a film is you sit down, maybe after a hard day, you have a beer, you have maybe some food, or you go to cinema, same kind of thing, yep. and you relax. I've never felt so uneasy for two and a half hours. Like, it's so, like, oh, it's, it's basically, it makes you as uneasy as, like, the Us trailer did. Shame yeah. The, shame the film didn't. Uh, Probably garbage. But, uh, but yeah, like, it's just, it's so on edge everyone is so like you feel that every character has an agenda yeah that you don't know about it's um, a film of like you say pure unease yeah we're like there's no relaxing yeah it's like the atmosphere of the scene 
the kind of body language of the characters, the dialogue from the characters, the the way they just look at each other sometimes. And like, the acting's amazing. Like Colin Farrell, Nicole Kidman, Barry Barry Keown, Keown, Keown. Yeah, and he's he's you. kind of really the only person who kind of has an emotion. So the the rundown of the film is it starts off and Colin Farrell has. Uh, this family and he's a he's a doctor mm-hmm. and I think his wife is also she's a optician I yeah uh, so they're really well off American family um, she's American he's he's just Irish he pretty much just plays he doesn't like have an accent or yeah. he plays himself in that sense uh, and he starts off and he's having this conversation with this young boy and he's got a kind of weird relationship with this boy and I think eventually it turns out that he's has the boy's father has died during surgery. Right. And Colin Farrell's character Colin was... Colin Farrell was under the influence of alcohol at the time, so... Oh, Colin Farrell was the... Surgeon. Surgeon. The surgeon, yeah, yeah. Um, and the boy's like, I'm going to kill your wife, your daughter, or your son. You can pick, and if you don't pick, they all die. Fuck that. That's a hard like, one to He's like, choose. I'm going to kill them all, Yeah. or you can kill one of them. Oh, he makes him kill one of them. Yeah. But he does it in such a fucking insane oh. way that they, he infects them with this weird... Oh, no way. No, no. Don't say anymore. Yeah. Wait, because like, I want to watch it now. You should See, watch it, man. Yeah. And it's so fucking good. Yeah. The the film, it's a, an incredible journey of atmosphere, which is, you come into that film, you're just like, I don't understand how to feel. Yeah, which is weird. So now I'm uneasy, mm-hmm. and as the film progresses and things escalate, and the kind of twisted plot of people kind of gets out of hand and they start doing things, you're like, "Oh no, don't do that, please!" And it just raises to a point, and it's insane. Like yeah. the film just elevates to a level where it's like, "Holy fuck, you're doing this!" Yeah. And, and I'm bit, in. Like, there's a bit go. where you realize, sort of in the middle, when you kind of realize that Barry Keown's character is definitely not there as a good character. Yeah. Um, so he invites the doctor to his house and his mum like tries it on with him who plays I feel like a big actress Alicia Silverstone plays his mum yeah damn Um, bad girl and she tries it on with (laughs) yeah his bad girl (laughs) Colin Farrell and he's kind of like no so he's do do you want a dead shit what's his name Bullseye oh yeah Bullseye (laughs) Colin Farrell's biggest mistake (laughs) Um, and then he like he kind of gets in with their family his daughter like like takes all her clothes off in front of him he's like so like his character he's like I could have sex with your daughter this, his son really appreciates him. Like, he kind of looks up to him. He's like, I could easily, like, bully your son. Yeah. I could manipulate your wife and tell her that my wife, like, my mum loves you and you've had yeah. sex with my mum. But he's like, I'm not going to do any of that stuff. He, so he's got so many ways that he could fuck him. But he's like, I'm going to fuck you the worst way. <laughs> and it's it's so, so... Yeah, okay. To, going on the list. Shout out to Yorgos Lanthimoff, who just... He just goes into the head and just fucks with it. He like both nails the characters it every and, time as well, and the audience. And I like that he takes his time; like he's not churning out films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. He's clearly sitting down for a long and just long time. yeah, making sure he's getting, making sure he's doing it correctly. Because yeah. I mean, if thing. you look at this decade, he's had The Lobster, The Killing of the Sacred Deer, and The Favorite, and yeah. all of those are fucking banging films. And, oh, and Dogtooth as, well, Dog yeah. as well. I haven't seen Dogtooth or Sacred Deer, but Dogtooth's gonna hit the list as well. Nice. Yeah. So film number, I don't know what number I'm on now. I think you're on five or six now. Done that, done that, done that, done that, done that, done that. If you have film, to... We're film four now. We're the, the channel film four or... <laughs> Thank you. Was, Wait, we're only on four? I'm on film number four, yeah. No, we're on five. I've done X Machina, Killing Sacred Deer, Last Black Man, About Time, Florida Project, Ghost Story. 
Oh, four. Sorry. So I'm on. Yeah. So I'm counting down. Yeah, I'm with you. We've got four left. Oh, either shut either up, way, Gary, you've been you with me. Idiot. The number that you said I was on is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my my next film, number four, is the film Whiplash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah like I again also very close to being on my by Damien on Giselle, my list, starring J.K. Simmons and so twat face easy. <laughs> so easy. There was no no question. There was no thought. It was one of the ones that was just straight on my list, and it was actually, I I love this film so much, yeah. And it's my fourth best film of the yeah, year, which yeah, made yeah. me also put up like more for the rest of the films. But yeah, um, Whip, Whip, I mean, Whiplash is a phenomenal. Like, every, I think everyone by this point must have seen the the, the the iconic scene, the sequence with the, you know, my dragon or yeah, yeah, yeah Russian or my dragon. Russian or dragon. Um, am I a Russian? Are you Russian or a dragon? <laughs> I want to be a dragon today, Jakey. Um, and I, everyone must have seen that scene by now because it's it goes around. It's like it's almost meme worthy. I think it yeah. is meme worthy at this There's point. There's definitely memes of it. Yeah. Like, have you seen the Bongo Cat one? No. Always playing the Super Mario Land. No. I'll send you it, <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll try and play it on the TV, and it won't work. It won't and then we'll just watch it on the phone anyway. Um, but it's like outside that, it's just such a fucking like the characters are just so fucking like on each other yeah. constantly and it's like a sort of doggy dog exploration it's, of art yeah such a tense film yeah. we're always on edge because you're just like anytime jk simmons walks into a scene <laughs> you don't know if he because that's what you do in the film you fuck some scenes he's he's quite nice and they sit yeah. at dinner or they're sitting at that uh jazz bar where he after he got fired and stuff spoilers for whiplash and he just seems kind of normal and pleasant you're like oh i can relax like jk simmons is kind of and then literally then that scene he goes i'm it just kind of like just it comes out of him yeah like a monster like he's a, a yeah. werewolf or something not ray winston's the werewolf but just a werewolf <laughs> and it's just like you're always on edge in that film i remember i watched the film uh kill your friends yeah which with was nicholas very Holt. close to never been on this list uh, <laughs> <laughs> with nicholas holt uh james corden that oh, says it all what <laughs> uh, if james corden is in your film it's done. <laughs> Craig Roberts is in it as well. I mean, the first thing that, I think Craig, it's probably James Corden's best film because mm-hmm. the first thing that happens in the film is Nicholas Colt hates and tries to kill James Corden. So like everybody already else. everyone's like, it's a good point. we're fucking on this film. <laughs> but I was like, I want that. I want that film, but better. Like I want that. Like it's it's a different level. It's a sort of like a a kind of filth train spotting ace kind of. Thing. Yeah, I can get that. Yeah, but um, I was like, I want that, but better. And Whiplash is that like that proper dog eat dog fighting for your life everything i've done in my life is music like you learn to play these instruments at fucking such a young age and if these people at this point aren't taking you on they aren't taking you forward you've wasted all that time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and like that thing where he like just he starts seeing that girl and they have a nice relationship and he's like i cannot see you i need to play such a brutal scene yeah Yeah. when he's just like so brutal but also like such a different mindset because i know people like that and i've been like that where it's like this is so important to me that it's actually more important than you, and not it's in like a bad podcast way. for me. Not in a bad way, just like a like a we're, we want different things. Like you want a relationship, and you want to spend lots of time with me. I want to be a fucking amazing drummer, <laughs> and you're in the way of that. I I do it. I remember coming out of it and thinking, I really wish I had anything in my life that I cared I that, that much about. <laughs> yeah, and the better like and Jake Simmons <laughs> as well. It's like he have have this boy. podcast, yeah. Gary. Is that- <laughs> he says throughout the film, and he's like, "I just want, I just want people to be the best." Yeah. And at the end, when he just improvises the whole thing, then J.K. Simmons is like, "I'm fucking with you because you are that- the best now." 
that and then it's also kind of wanks he's like i've made you the best i'm like you haven't but that's not the point like the <laughs> that ending it's like a 14 minute scene it's all in of miles teller playing the drums yeah it's fuck it it's not it's <laughs> of miles teller doing this <laughs> it's fucking. I mean, let's go. No well, audio like, podcast. Uh, yeah, sorry, guys. Skittles Basically, was just rocking just with his hands in the smiled, air. Smiled and moved my torso <laughs> left. He moved right, like a Miles Teller does <laughs> at the end of the film, <laughs> while some drum jazz professional plays the drums really well. Yeah. The, the ending of that film is phenomenal. Like it just holds you there, and it's it should like drag out, and you're like, but it doesn't. You're just there, and you're in it, and it goes on so many different levels of just like how it's it a starts about obsession yeah it's it's like it's, it's no. really it's really tight I don't think there's a, a bad scene also it yeah, nice. gave us the Hollywood wonder boy that is Damien Chazelle who just seems to go from strength to strength so who's uh, who's that Damien Chazelle he did uh, Whiplash La La Land and then First Man I will look him yeah. up keep going I, I hated La La Land but that's not the point Okay, next next film. Okay, so I actually saw a film this year. So I had my top three films before this year. Avengers Endgame. Stop saying Avengers films every time I say this. You love it so much. Um, and this film actually knocked the film that you think is going to be my top two down to three. Ooh. So I'm going to say my third film first. Okay. Um, film number three is Drive. Which was knocked off the number two spot by another film. I mean, I know someone who's going to be very upset about yeah, that. Yeah, me too. And Drive, just so I'm clear, because there's so many of these... Drive was it's Ryan Gosling. Ryan, Ryan Gosling's Gosling, taxi. Driver. Yeah, like... He, was he, a taxi, he wasn't a taxi driver, he was just a... He's, a, he's the same he's idea. The, he's the wheel man. He's a driver he's, for hire. He's yeah. also a stunt driver. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Brian Cranston's in it, Ron Perlman's in it. The guy who's not Brian Cranston or Ron Perlman's in it. What's her name from Mad Men? Uh, Carrie Mulligan is in it as well. She's Carrie Mulligan's so good in it. Um, a lot of the films, Oscar Isaacs is also in it. Christina Hendricks, she's in it. Yeah, Christian Hendricks. Yeah, and it's just he's like a a mysterious driver. I'm pretty sure people listening to this have seen Drive. It's a it's a cult yeah. classic. It's, it's it instantly almost became a cult classic. He's it's, he's a wheel man. Oh. I'm trying to because I've only seen it once and I remember loving it. But I didn't. I've never watched come back to it. I, yeah. There's the scene with the hammer though. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of scenes with hammers. Yeah, but there's the one. Scene yeah, with the one. Scene. <laughs> <laughs> there's one. Drive is such an interesting Ooh. one because it got marketed in a way where people thought it was going to be one thing mm. and it's really not the thing anything yeah. thought it was good. everyone thought it was going to be like this kind of like heist movie before the driver he's going to get wrapped up in everyone thought stuff. it was going to be baby driver yeah something like that but it wasn't and instead it's like the most subtle love story in the most violent way ever mm. and it's yeah. Ryan Gosling's just so Ryan Gosling you just love him <laughs> and Carrie Mulligan's of course just this effortlessly brilliant actress who just most quite Folks a lot of the, of the film, film is just Carrie Mulligan and Ryan Gosling looking at each other, so and, good. and to like a class soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, because it's good in it as well. The film's like in a weirdly ana- anachronistic way because it's almost <clears throat> the soundtrack and the kind of vibe of the movie makes it feel like it's kind of in that like eighties vibe, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. But the film's not. It's set. The film's very much neon futurey. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the film's it's really looks futuristic. It's points. really interesting, but they, like the, yeah. the soundtrack and everything about it is is that kind of like rad metallic writing style eighties. Yeah. It's it's such a that's weird all, like, mix. Grand of, Theft Auto Vice City. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Vice City style. It's yeah. it's mad, but it's so fucking mad class. Speaking of mad, uh, its director Nicholas Winterreffen is a fucking weird man. He also looks mental. He looks mental. Like, but there's. 
you can't tell why. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't... Like, you see people in the street and you're like, ah, oh, you look mental because your face tattoos or your massive beard or, you know, your, your look. But he just looks mental. <laughs> I like There's how something both, about it. <laughs> with Gary and Audioboy are now looking at pictures. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He just looks mental. <laughs> it's because his, his neck's too long. That's the problem. Thomas Barber. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to that long-necked freak. Ooh, I, didn't oh, I was talking about Nicholas Wynn and Reffin. I didn't see that. What? <laughs> I love you. I'm just joking. Uh, yeah, the thing with Nicholas Wynn and Reffin is his films after Drive yeah. have never been... Haven't hit the highs. Haven't hit that kind of Drive yeah. play. And again, I think a lot of that might come down to the marketing for Drive. Yeah. And then that, that love story between Gosling and Mulligan, it's... Yeah. It's really good. And like Oscar Isaacs is great in it as well. The love story between uh, Ryan Gosling and like their son, that he just really wants to look after him. Yeah. Cause he, and like obviously that plays on the fact that like Brian Cranston talks about Ryan Gosling's character in his past and like he's not even named. He's, he's called Driver in the credits yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. Like, Remember that. He's always had a really shitty life. Um, and so like he sees this little boy. His dad's come out of jail. He's had quite, like violence involved, and he just kind of wants to look after him. But the only way he really knows how to look after them is violence. Yeah. So it's like you know that kind of juxtaposition of that. But there's really soft scenes. Like one in the elevator. You're into like a huge. The, the one in the elevator is a really soft. The elevator scene, scene is like them. It's when they have their first kiss, and then he literally crushes a man's head with the heel of his foot. It, yeah. It's a weird. <laughs> it's a weird film because it's a Nicholas Winter film. It's a film about love and relationships and being the person you want to be juxtaposed with absolutely grotesque, horrendous violence yeah. that just comes from nowhere. And it's brilliant. And it highlights it both ways. Like That's the best thing about it. It highlights... The violence highlights the softness and then the softness highlights the violence. Yeah, and, and the it, violence makes me go from soft to hard. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's just blended so perfectly well that... Because mm-hmm. like, sometimes films try and pull that trick and it just doesn't land. You just don't and it just, just you feel like you're whiplashing. Whereas yeah. that film manages to blend back. the two of them so well. So Can you well. put the pun noise in there? With the music as well, which is like kind of 80s kind of dancey music which yeah. is almost like all those kind of soft beats to yeah. it if I can Kavinsky's <clears throat> Nightcrawler same, yeah that's, a, that's so that. it's like the mm. music is even soft and hard at the same time like it's, it's great. all perfect and the light as well like it's really contrasting yeah. some of the light's super soft and hard like it's all it's, it's all good yeah right yeah. number two called classic number two is the film mid 90s by Jonah Hill Oh, I've not seen that Mid-90s yet. Mid-90s by Jonah Hill? Yep. Oh, Jonah I forgot it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember this. And it is... Is it good? So fucking good. Because this is the... It's kind of about his childhood and growing up. I'm not sure how much of it is... Autobiographical. Autobiographical. Right. Stop doing my words for me. <laughs> I like doing it. <laughs> I'm not sure how much of it is autobiographical and how much of it is just a film he wanted to write. Yeah. And the first time I read about it was him discussing how hard it was to teach actors to skateboard. Right. And instead he just found skateboarders and taught them how to act. <laughs> um, so apart shows from what's a more difficult it's skill It's the there. Armageddon solution. <laughs> what's easier, so teaching astronauts how to drill or teaching drillers how to astronaut? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So the main, the kid in it is, I can't remember his name. Okay. He's, called, he's called Bob in the Killing of the Sacred Deer. <laughs> That's the kid who's in the film. Um, he has a really tough home life. Yeah, single mom who you know dates a lot of guys, spends a lot of time at the house, 
He has an older brother. I can't remember the actor's name who plays his older brother. Oh, I uh, fucking Lucas hate him <laughs> and everything he's Lucas in. Lucas Hedges. Lucas Hedges is that his name? I fucking hate him and everything he's in. Does it all stem from this movie? And he proper like batters his brother, and I don't yeah. mean like sibling fighting. I mean kicks his little cunt in. Yeah, all the time, and it's he has this really harsh life, and he just sees these kids skateboarding one day, and uh, so he just goes. Starts chatting to them. One of them sort of runs a, sh- a skateboard shop and he goes in. So straight away, I think the first thing he's like, they're all skateboarding at the back and it's set in oh, San Francisco maybe, not sure. Um, somewhere on the western seaboard. Somewhere hot in America. And he has to go and like get get them water and stuff like that. Yeah. And, like He starts slowly, gets in with the crowd and like in with these guys and learns their names, learns about their lives and how they're all basically there skateboarding to just get away from something. Yeah. Um, there's one kid who's there who's like kind of maybe a little richer or whatever and he's just there because he loves skateboarding. But yeah, like really gets in with these kids and um, there's a really good relationship between him and the other youngest kid. And uh, he gets a nickname on like his first day and yeah. this other kid doesn't have one and he gets kind of jealous about him and... Like he starts, he tries his first cigarette, tries his like alcohol. It's like a total like coming of age, coming of age, yeah. But not a coming of age film at all. I wouldn't say it's coming of age at all. It's kind of the coming of age genre, but it's a different. But it's a different, a different movie entirely. A different tone, I think, to most yeah. coming of age films. Um, the acting for I think four kids in total who've never acted in their lives is so good. Like yeah. they're they're really tight characters. They're really great. Um, the wee boy whose name Sonny Silic. Sonny Silic, that's him. Is gonna be he, either a drug addict or a really great actor. We'll see what happens. <laughs> he was and he played uh, the ch- the kid in the God of War remake that came out in two thousand seventeen. Oh, okay. So that's cool. Yeah. He's also the son in the Killing of a Sacred Deer as well. Cool. So uh, doing a lot. Yeah, really, really great film. Really enjoyed it. The soundtrack is insanely good mm. from like 70s, 80s and 90s hip hop and there's a Nirvana song in there as well which is uh, always helpful. Did Jurassic 5 get a honourable yeah, mention? There's a Jurassic 5 song. Fucking had to be there. No, there's man. definitely a Jurassic 5 song in there. Yes. Midnight is as a film I've been waiting to watch for so long and because I'm terrible at being a human being and doing things that I actually need to do in my life I've still not got around to it yet. It's on Netflix. But it's I know, super I know easy. It's an annoying thing. Yeah. I'm useless, that's what we're learning here. What's funny but, is, it's not been on my list, but it's not been on my list because I remember seeing, like, oh, Johnny Hill's fucking doing a movie. And then it completely went off my radar because of that fact. And then I do remember reading one review, which is like, Johnny Hill's movie's fucking good. Yeah. yeah. Like, you, everyone go watch it. If you watched it without knowing Johnny Hill had anything to do it, with it, yeah. he would be not even on your list of people you thought had directed yeah. that film. It's it's super good and it looks amazing as well, which is always helpful. It's I'm really definitely well going to be watching it. I'm going to stick it on. Definitely. And again, it's not a super a super long one. I think it's like yeah. the two hour mark as well, so it's a nice. 50. I don't easy have much watch time. I'm on my list. I'm not sure how many of them hit the kind of. I think most of mine are pretty compact. Yeah, I've not picked any massive films. Last Black Man in San Francisco, I think it's the longest film I've got. In my I'm trying to think. Now that I've said like my 220 list, 220 as well. Yeah, what the uh, ghost stories. Ghost Story is like an hour forty. Ghost I think. Story, yeah, yeah. I mean, Phantom Thread's probably the longest of mine. 
Well, don't list all yours because then people might not go Sorry. back and listen to that episode. That was, but that was the longest. But well, everything else, maybe listen to that first. <laughs> I mean, I, it's we it's been on the episode list before we do your number one. It's been on the episode list for so long of like why are films getting longer and longer and longer. Yeah. I mean, how many super long films are in any of our top tens? We haven't heard yours yet, but <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it could all go. You could add, change the average. But Ryan Skittles, I'm excited. You're excited for my favorite I'm film. really excited, man. This has been. A I good mean, so far, how many of his have you noted down that you're going to watch? Uh, one. Two, three, four. There you go. So he's already taken four films from your list. Yeah, nice. Solid list. He's going to take how many from mine? I've already scribbled out your section. (laughs) (laughs) Just big X through it. Didn't even fill it with a film. Just like, nah. I don't want to read. So my last film, I think I'm pushing it. I think it came out right at the start of 2010. Right. I know. Oh, yeah. I know what it is. I'm excited. It came out in 2011, but it came out in 2010, I'm pretty sure. What is it? It's uh, Submarine. By Richard Iowati. Oh, okay. I remember this. I haven't not, seen this either. Not that one. That's five up there. It's going down. Half of your list is Gary's not seen. He's like, I'm going to watch this. Uh, that's good. That's hopefully a lot of the a lot of the. I mean, in fairness, customers this, are giving it that. This was the uh, like these are the ten best films I've seen in ten years. I was going to be taking down any of the ones I hadn't seen, regardless. Yeah, anyone <laughs> well, you ready to write down ten years. films for next? Yeah, I, honestly, yeah, I am. <laughs> no, nah, you've seen some of them. Oh no. Okay, so it came out at the end of 2010. Oh, okay, cool. That we're counts. Good. We're good. That counts. I, I'm counting it. I if it was the end of 2009, then we're like, well, we're well it wasn't. A shock disqualification. And if it was the end of 2009, I was like, Green Book. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. <laughs> I replace it with Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking loved Booksmart. <laughs> yeah. Right, no, so it's Submarine. submarine. And That's submarine. your favourite film in 10 years. Yeah. It's, I, have, I have the characters tattooed on my arm. He does. Fuck. Yeah, I really loved it so much. I think the first time I watched it, I was like, I'm going to be such a cool little fucking indie kid and I'm going to watch this film. And I did watch it. And I was like, I'm such a cool little indie kid and I've seen this film. (laughs) But I keep watching it. I've probably watched it every year since. Like I watched Predator. And they're kind of similar. And it like, (laughs) it sticks up. I really enjoy it. It's just about a boy in school who meets a girl. Yeah. And doesn't really know what to do. Like, he's totally shit at being a boyfriend. Just, just leave it there. He's totally shit at being. <laughs> That's, yeah. And he's like super depressed as a young person. Yeah. Craig Roberts is a fucking great actor in it. Yeah. Um, it's also got Sally Hawkins in it. Okay, and cool. Noah Taylor as well. They're his parents and they're really good in it. Um, Paddy Constantine's in it as well. And I fucking hate his character. Like, he's, he's made to be hated. Yeah. He's like, he plays the absolute worst person on the planet. <laughs> um, set in Wales, like, total bleak. But again, just a, a really easy story um, to follow. Nothing really happens. I really like films where nothing really happens in. Yeah. Well, I don't but it's for you. Like a, <laughs> a nice, but like a, a sort of exploration of like depression and mental health as a younger person as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you should absolutely watch it. There's some really good, really I think good bits in it. I don't want to. I don't want to say too much because somebody is definitely so little happens in it. Yeah, yeah saying yeah. too much would like ruin. All it. No, totally. I mean, that's well, that was my whole. I, was like, I don't want to talk too much about these films other than ghost. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how can you gush about something without oh, ruining it yeah. for our listeners? Well, wait to get to my list. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I, yeah, but with submarine, it's so pure and wholesome yeah like it's just so lovely the film even when it's like he's going through some of the hardships and he's like struggling with things and he's like there with his family and stuff it's just and that it comes from Richard Iowari the absolute mind-bendingly oddball man you could ever expect yeah 
it's and his films since then have never really hit the same kind of notes. No, as, absolutely as no. He's done one since then. Yeah, Two. with uh, with Jesse uh, Eisenberg. Eisenberg. It's called the double. It was not. It was it, not good at all. I think <laughs> uh, my friend described it the best. Was like it's felt like uh, a student film if they'd never made a student film before. <laughs> That was the double. Yeah. When a submarine, it feels the submarine feels like a student film that the lecturers are watching it and going, "Fuck!" <laughs> and at the same time, <laughs> we can't tell them what they've made. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they'll get too big-headed and they'll crush their careers. Yeah, it's just so wonderful. It's, yeah. yeah. And right. also, I think all of the, nearly all of the films that Ryan has listed that Gary wants to watch, or the other ones that other people haven't seen, are on either Netflix or Prime. So you have. Easy access. I mean, that was that was like as you there. were listing them there. I was kind of like, "This is sweet. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be my week." So I think, think Submarine is on Netflix. If not, it was. No, it's definitely on Prime. Cool. So there you go. Bosh. Done. Good list, Thanks. man. I'm yeah. Run us down again one more time. What was the list there? Uh, so we started off with a ghost story. X Black Man. X Machina. Uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Whiplash. About time. Drive. Mid nineties, submarine, definitely forgotten one. I think it was it. Florida Project. Florida, Florida Project. Project. No, you had yeah. forgotten one. Get yourselves out there, people, and watch those. Get them watched. Get them watched. Three. Ten, and if you don't want to watch those, you should watch Tim Burton's Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to watch About Time because that's the only one I need to see. No, in fact, mid nineties as well. I need to see About Time in mid nineties. Yeah. Wow. So two episodes that have been pretty fucking nice. You've been so nice. Today. I've been. So, you just be loving it. We just get to talk about movies that you actually enjoyed for once, know, rather than us arguing sit, about why you you're a heartless piece of shit. I mean, <laughs> yes, but it's I don't take this the wrong way, guys. But I'm just pleasantly, refreshingly surprised at your lists. What? I don't know. Such what a dick. I don't know what. Such a fucking no, dick. You've asked both of us to do a film podcast with you. Like, what for? <laughs> yeah, but for what purpose if you think that we can't even write a good list of 10 films <laughs> from 10 years, which in the span of film is not fucking long, Gary. I know, but. Okay, maybe not you, Ryan, but Gary. Fuck I'm you. not going to make eye contact you when I say this statement. I was expecting a lot worse. <laughs> uh, and what I got. Was fucking wonderful. So uh, fuck you. Do you know how many films came out in the last ten years? Do you know Marvel, billions. Do you know how many Marvel movies came out in the last ten years? I was expecting. You're expecting at least two, right? I was expecting at least two Marvel <laughs> movies on your list. I get you one. Um, nah, it's fair. It's fair. I, I get. I get where you're coming from, and it, I think. That, I think that's the thing. The difference between us is that I can appreciate the garbage movies, although I just. I'm like they're shit, but I like. You know what I mean? Like I'm okay watching it. Whereas you're like that was shit. I'd rather bleach my brain and gouge my eyes because out. Because I expect better. Because no, but I understand. Better. There's like there's time where you want to just. Turn your brain off. Turn your brain off. Watch Bumblebee. Have a laugh. I enjoyed Bumblebee. It was fun. I also quite like Bumblebee. Bumblebee was good. Bumblebee was my last film of, uh, of my last new film of of twenty nineteen. It's fun. Why have they not been doing that this entire time <laughs> instead of the fucking garbage we got instead? Because oh, Michael Bay directed the rest. Yeah, it's true. Right, let's not get into a deep dive in Bumblebee. <laughs> um, that's it for uh, Skittles top ten. Well done. Very nice good guys. list. Uh, next week we'll be back with. Gavs, the big one we've all been waiting for. <laughs> can no, I can I just ask right now uh-huh. one question, and uh-huh. this won't spawn anything? How many of your list are foreign movies? Maybe half, five at least. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe half. So six. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. It's okay. It's going to be a lot of me telling you what these films are, and you've been like, yeah. I feel like the nice wow. thing about Gary and I's list, and is that we've all been able to discuss these films. <laughs> 
You've picked you've picked ten films that no one's heard of, let alone us two. You don't know that. <laughs> Audio like, it would actually probably be good some. if you tell us the list before so we can watch the films and then maybe actually be able to talk about them. Don't I, you say, don't you say anything. I, I do kind of list. I I do agree. I think you're gonna have to give us some inclination. Or at least like drop three to each of us so that we can we can at least have, have a discussion about, about otherwise it's just gonna be me and Gary doing like sitting in silence and you <laughs> ranting about films made in Belgium. <laughs> Our least listened to episode. <laughs> I mean, I was expecting that. I'm ready for that. I don't care. I know there's some people out there who listen who love my taste. I'm sure there are. I'm sure. Yeah, there also, are. shout out to the film In Bruges, which until three days ago I thought came out in 2011. <laughs> it didn't. It came out in 2008. <laughs> yeah, there's been so many films. I'm like, oh, that's going to be on. Oh fuck! It came out like two years prior to when I needed this list to start. Yeah, Moon was one of mine, and then the one we just mentioned off mic very briefly was the guest. That's going to be my other. The honourable mention. Mine was There Will Be Blood and No Country for Old Men. I was like, I need to... I was like, oh, I can't. Can't, can't do them. The guess was within the 10 years, wasn't it? I just don't think it was... Did you hate Gone Girl, Gav? I enjoyed Gone Girl. Ah, oh, damn, I was going to put in the list because I thought you wouldn't like it. Right, <laughs> let's wrap it. Gav, how can people get in touch and what are we looking for? We are looking for, from this decade, three of your best films or your, th- or your th- favourite films or th- the films that made some sort of impact upon you and one of your worst because uh, you know positivity over negativity auditivity am i right no you're on time out uh, so what we want you to do is jump over to our social medias or some of you out there who listen know us personally you can send us a wee message if you want over the old whatsapps or facebook Anything messengers fancy. or whatnot just uh, get your three mess your three films in and your one worst uh so twitter will be at meandering pod facebook and instagram just search for meandering movie podcast give us a wee follow over there uh, and our email is meanderingmoviepodcast at gmail.com. You've heard all this at the beginning, but you're getting it one more time, just to remind you. Also, feel free to just drop in some topic suggestions or comments on the podcast or what you want us to talk about in season two. We're Same going to be having some guests on, but if you know anyone who think we should be getting on, uh, maybe drop us their information. We want to get some more people on this year that are working in the industry or just have a passion for films, so we're going to get some of those people on. Uh, but yeah. Also, big fucking shout out to those of you who still listen at this stage of the episode. Yeah. Those of you who put this on and you listen to us talking utter pish <laughs> until the very end and it's, if it's because you're driving we appreciate that you uh, you can't change it can't touch your phone yeah, well, congrats on the being safe on the road yeah Good not breaking you. the law this one's for you come on Gav give him a kiss no <laughs> uh, guys that's it from us we'll be back next week with Gavin's top 10 of the last 10 it's gonna be a wild ride I'm so terrified and uh, yeah we'll be back next week Bye. Music is life. It's meandering movies listening to Gary Ryan and Gavin. It's all about films, but goes off course. Will there be arguments? Of course, because everyone knows their lives are dull and they have nothing else to talk about.